This is Patrick Donahue. Appreciate you listening every week at this same time to Bible Crossfire. <clears throat> if you have a Bible question or comment, call in. Let's talk about it. That's the purpose of this program is to discuss the Bible, what it says, even the issues we're willing to discuss. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 19, 9a, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committeth adultery. So if a person divorces their spouse for any reason other than fornication and marries another, Jesus calls that second marriage adultery. It's right there in Matthew 19, 9. Now, passages like 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 and 10 say that adulterers, among other type sinners, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. They won't be saved. But one can repent of adultery and be forgiven just like any other sin. The question is, how does one repent of adultery in an unscriptural marriage? Let's talk about that tonight. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. This is a good time to call. The lines are wide open. The number to call if you have a Bible question or comment, 877-655-6755. Let's start to answer that question by talking about what adultery is. Vine's Bible Dictionary defines adultery as, quote, one who has unlawful intercourse with the spouse of another. So adultery involves sexual intercourse. Now we see this also from, I'm going to quote three passages. John 8, 4. They say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now, the woman was not caught in a wedding ceremony, but she was caught having sex with a man other than her husband. Hebrews 13.4 reads this way, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled, but the sexually immoral and adulterers, God will judge. So adultery is something committed in the bed, obviously. And then Matthew 5.28 Jesus said, Whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. This is not talking about fantasizing about a wedding ceremony. Adultery involves sexual relations with someone other than your spouse. These verses and, and the Bible dictionaries back that up. Now, if adultery involves sexual intercourse then we can see why a couple who are married in violation of verses like Matthew 19.9 can't just say, I'm sorry, and stay in their marriage. Because every time they sleep together, the sin is repeated. They commit adultery. Repentance always leads to quitting a sin. We see this from Matthew 21, 28 and 29, where a son was asked to go work in his father's vineyard. At first he said, I will not, but afterward he repented and went. His repentance there was a change of mind that led to a change of action. So repentance means those who steal must quit stealing, Ephesians 4.28. Those who cuss must quit cussing, Ephesians 4.29. Those who lie must quit lying, Revelation 21.8. Those in homosexual relationships must terminate those relationships, Romans 1.26 and 27. And those in adulterous marriages must quit committing adultery. They must terminate those marriages, Luke 16, 18. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Again, the number to call if you have a Bible question or comment is 
Now we see this fact illustrated by a story that occurred while the Old Testament was still in effect. We learn from secular history that Herod had divorced his wife and Herodias had divorced her husband. Now notice what Mark 6, 17 and 18 states about this marriage. And I quote, For Herod himself had sent forth and laid hold upon John and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. For he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. John the Baptist didn't just say it was unlawful for Herod to have married Herodias. He said it was unlawful for Herod to have her. Now here in Alabama, we have a law against smoking marijuana, a law against selling marijuana. And just in case someone claims they're going to do neither with the marijuana they have, there's a law against possessing marijuana. So if you live in Alabama and you have some marijuana and you want to get back right within the law, what would you have to do with that marijuana? Well, you'd have to throw it in the garbage or give it to the police because it's not lawful to possess it. It's not lawful to have it. It's the same with an adulterous marriage. If it's not lawful for you to have her, then you must get rid of her. That is, you must terminate the marriage, right? Again, the number to call if you have a Bible question or comment, 877-655-6755. If you have a Bible question on this Bible topic or any other Bible topic, give us a call at 877-655-6755. Now, we already read Matthew 19.9a. Jesus went on to say in Matthew 19.9b, Whoso marrieth her which is put away doth commit adultery. So when a divorce occurs, not only is it wrong for the one doing the divorcing to remarry, it's also wrong for the one who was put away to remarry. Neither party may remarry. Why? Well, I like to say Matthew 19.9 states the facts of the case. The divorce commit adultery if they remarry. While Romans 7, 2 and 3 states the reason. Here's how that passage reads. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man... She should be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. So the reason it's wrong for divorced people to remarry is because they're bound or obligated to one another for life. Just because the state of Alabama says I have a right to marry a second time, that doesn't mean God gives me that right. He expects me to stay with my wife till she dies. Romans 7, 2, and 3. And so if I divorce her for a reason other than fornication and remarry, I am committing adultery, cheating against her because I'm still obligated to her. I'm still supposed to be married to her. Again, if you have a Bible question or comment, the number to call is 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755 is the number to call if you have a Bible question or comment. Now, sometimes preachers try to justify staying in second marriages with excuses like, that's too hard, especially with kids. But if you look at Ezra 10, 11, and 24, that passage illustrates that having kids does not change this iniquity problem. There, the Israelites, who married women they weren't supposed to marry, 
were required to separate from those wives, and the fact that some of them had children by the forbidden marriage didn't change that required course of action, that they were supposed to separate. Some say you shouldn't terminate an adulterous marriage because they say, quote, two wrongs don't make a right. Well, I agree, two wrongs never make a right, but in this case, terminating an unscriptural marriage is not wrong. It is a correct course of action. It is a required course of action. What if I did wrong by taking on a second wife? Polygamy. Would it be a second wrong to repent and break up with the second wife and go back to being monogamous with the first? Well, of course not. That's not a second wrong. That's something to make the first wrong right. If you have a Bible question or comment, give us a call at 877-655-6755. 877-655-6755. Bill from North Carolina, go ahead with your Bible question or comment, please. Yes, my question is, uh, I've been divorced for a little bit uh, over a year. Uh, I am the one that uh, was unfaithful in the marriage, and uh, I'm the one that also filed for the divorce after 35 years. Um, My question is, uh, I know what the Bible says about me remarrying, so I'm I'm well aware of that and I understand that. So uh, I am more than likely to stay single the rest of my life. Uh, Question, though, she did remarry. Uh, is is she in, in an adulterous relationship, uh, even though she did not commit the act uh, while we were married? Well, that's, that's a question. very good question, Bill. Very good question. Now, let's yeah. look at back, yeah. back at Matthew 19.9. Jesus is speaking. Yeah. He says, yeah. Whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, shall marry another, committeth adultery. That, that would be talking about you since you divorced your wife. She wasn't cheating on you, Correct. right? If Correct. you were to marry another, you commit adultery. Right. Right. And by the way, and I know you know this, Bill, but what you did in being unfaithful her was sin, right? Correct. And when you divorced her unscripturally, that was also sin, right? Correct. Okay. Now let's talk about her. The second part of the verse says, And whoso marrieth her, which is put away, doth commit adultery. Mm -hmm. I think that's talking about your your wife there. Whoever marries her, which is put away... Doth commit adultery. Uh-huh. And, and the reason, Bill, we, we read okay. it from Romans 7, 2, and 3. You're both bound or obligated to each other as long as you live. When you unscripturally right. divorced her, that didn't change the fact that y'all were still bound and obligated to one another. So God expects you and her Understood. to fulfill those vows to one another. So, so, what I'm, so that was the second question. So if something were to happen to this marriage she's in, and, and by some chance or by some grace of God, we were to remarry, we would we would re-enter a lawful marriage uh, in God's eyes. Is that correct? That's right, because it says, whoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and marry another, committeth adultery. Yeah. It's, it's, not only, okay. it's not only right, it would be good for you to get back with her, yeah. because you're still bound, you're still obligated to her, Romans 7, 2, and 3, and she's bound and obligated to you. Okay. And, and Seth, I know so many people... That, and of course, we all do, but I know so many people that are in this situation where they've been divorced, they've been remarried, some more than once, but I'll focus on the ones that have been married once. And this is a question we often ask down here amongst ourselves when we're in small groups and things like that, is that is in, within an adulterous marriage, once there's been a divorce from someone else, 
is there any chance for 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 repentance and God's grace within that marriage, or does it remain adulterous uh, uh, until death splits them up as long as they're married? So that's what this uh, the little talk I've been doing. That's what it was addressing. Yeah. So so okay. first I talked about what does adultery mean? And we looked at the definition. Uh-huh. I was talking about sexual intercourse, and I showed three verses right. that talk about it says it talked about uh, adultery is done in the bed. It says whoever looks on a woman to lust right. after her has committed adultery is a sexual relations. Right. And so so if I let, my wife is Carol, if I divorce Carol for let's say incompatibility uh-huh. and marry yep. Betty, Jesus in Matthew nineteen nine is calling that marriage adultery. Right, Bill? Okay. That means every yes. time I sleep with Betty, I'm committing adultery. That means if I want to repent and do what's right and get forgiveness, I'm going to have to quit committing that adultery, meaning I have to terminate the marriage with Betty and seek reconciliation okay. with Carol. Let me give you an okay. illustration. Two men get married in whatever states allow that, and they want to repent of that, this gay marriage. What would they have to do to get to get well, they, to, to repent and get out of it and be forgiven? They have to terminate it. They'd have, they have to, terminate. to terminate that. So, just right. for the same reason, a gay marriage would have to be terminated. That 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 a an adulterous marriage would also have to be terminated. And, and we read okay. early on tonight that in First Corinthians six, it gave a list of sins, and it says yeah. adulterers shall have shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So, unless they repent and get forgiveness, they're not going to be saved. They got to terminate that marriage. Does that make sense, uh, Bill? It does. It's it's very clear what you're saying, and. Uh, uh, that's sad because uh, there are so many people that do not realize that, and they've they've you know been married to their second spouses sometimes thirds for years, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that's a sad that's a sad thing for them, and uh, and that's why in this situation I've been made well aware of this through scripture, and I've chosen not to remarry, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, and and I, I often thought. The only way that I could ever get married again is if I married my spouse mm-hmm. uh, and reunited that relationship. And, and you pretty much just answered that you know question clearly for me. Bill had a friend ask me recently. He said, "All of these passages, Pat, on divorce and remarriage are so clear. Yeah. Why do so many preachers and churches?" Why have they quit holding to the truth on this? I mean, if you go back 75 or 100 years ago, all the churches and preachers did, but they changed. And I submitted to him, I I, I sent him a couple or three quotes. Here's one. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think, Bill. This is by a guy named Anthony Donovan in a a California newspaper. And he's not a Christian. He's a liberal. But he said, some conservative groups believe that divorced people who marry another spouse are living in sin. However, the uh-huh. number of divorces in the United States has led most denominations away from that teaching. So mm-hmm. so he's saying that most churches used to hold to the truth on this. And what he meant by that is in these second marriages, they're living in sin. So they have to get out of that marriage right. to get out of sin. Uh-huh. He said that's the what they used to hold to and stand for. But he said the number of divorces kept getting more and more and more. And it led most denominations away from that teaching. Is that ever a good right. reason, Bill, to... Compromise the truth because so many people no. are committing the sin. No, not at all, not at no. all. So, so they didn't no. change. Like I said, all the churches really, if you go back a hundred years ago, used to stand mm-hmm. for the truth on this—that you have to get out of these adulterous marriages. They've changed. Right. It wasn't because of an honest investigation of Scripture. 
it's because they're compromising because the number of divorces. Look, if you preach the truth on this, stats say that 20 to 30 percent, Bill, of most congregations the people are, are made up of couples who are in second or third marriages. The marriages are right. in violation of Matthew 19.9. If you start preaching for the, on, the truth on this, a lot of them are likely to leave. Your contribution is uh-huh. going to go down. And your salary Correct. as the preacher may get cut out. So, what do you think? What do you think the temptation is to do? Adjust, adjust, to, to adjust. And, uh, That's and, exactly right. To compromise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we can't yeah. compromise God's word. We can change what we teach right. and start and mm-hmm. compromise. But God's word hadn't changed since yeah. Jesus said that right. and almost about two thousand right. years ago, right? Correct. So, so the long story short is uh, that that there is no possible way for a divorcee to be in a marriage uh, and in a a sexual relationship with another spouse that they're married to and ever have the opportunity to repent within within the marriage. The only way they can repent is to end it. That's it. It, There's no other... No other... Yeah. Well, suppose now, uh, suppose I lived in a country that allowed polygamy, or like mm-hmm. Utah a hundred years ago, and I, t- my wife is Carol, and I took another wife, uh, say Angela. Now, could I? Is there a way I could stay in that marriage with Angela and be right with God somehow? Repent and say I'm sorry and stay with Angela and Carol. And I don't, I don't see how you could. No. I don't because polygamy, the New yeah. Testament clearly condemns polygamy, so that second marriage with Angela is an adulterous marriage because I'm married to Carol. In this case, I'm not talking about divorce. I'm talking about polygamy. I can't stay in that marriage with Angela and just say, God, I'm sorry, but I'm going to stay in this marriage. No, yeah. repentance, you got to repent to be forgiven. Repentance means I'm going to quit. I'm going to terminate this right. marriage with Angela because it's not right. Right, right. Does that make sense, yeah. Bill? Yeah. And in our small groups, uh, we talk about that. You know, we talk about sin, and we talk about that sin is not something that you can be healed from. It's not something that you can get over. It's something you have to make a decision to do, and that is to change your mind and and not do it. You have to make that decision. That's exactly um, right. I think earlier yeah. in the, tonight yeah. I, I used Matthew yeah. 21, 28, 29 as an example. Yeah. Repentance is a change of mind that leads to a change of action. Right. Yeah, and that's I'm glad I'm thank you for I'm I'm glad I had that on. because uh, usually when I'm in the house I'm not listening to your channel. In the car I do all almost all the time. And uh at, uh we just played putt putt, me and my daughter and my grandkids and I had to go back and get my putter because I left it out there and you, you were talking about this. <laughs> well, uh you know, I, I honestly it is something that uh that one it's it's been it's tormented me since the divorce went final, and uh, and I I went back uh, last year after the divorce was final, uh, and I, it was last May that the divorce was final, and in September some things changed, and I went back uh, while she was dating this guy she's married to, and I tried to reconcile the marriage. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, tried to, I tried to recommit, uh, but I got. Rejected. We yeah. understand that. I understand that. Uh, so it we, sounds so, like to me that you've repented of your wrong and you did what you could to try to make it right, but it takes two to I tango, did. we might say, and you can't control yeah. her. I can't do that. So I had to accept 
the results. And uh, because, you know, we were divorced and, uh, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I think I had her thinking about it in the right way. And, uh, well, it just didn't work out for me. So uh, you're, you're doing so, right to remain celibate, Bill. That's all you can do. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I'm going to do unless it's a reun, uh, reunited with her. So and uh, that looks like it may not happen. Who knows? They may be married forever. But would I be out of line? as a Christian, we're both Christians, uh, to approach her and say, look, this is what the Scripture says, and this is what needs to be done to make it right. Uh, uh, you know, of course, I may make him mad, and he may, you know, want to fight me or something. I don't know. But but, but if I do that, actually what I'm trying to do is save her life. Would that that's be right. I think, I think that's a good thing. You're not out of line. You're doing right. In 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11, I hadn't read this passage tonight. It says, yeah. But unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband. Well, I think that right. would work for the vice versa. You did wrong in departing from your wife, okay? Yes. It says in verse 11, But if, if she departs, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. And let uh, not the husband put away his wife. So, it's your duty to try to reconcile, to make that thing right. That's what repentance would involve. If she won't take you back, then you've got to remain unmarried. So I don't think you'd be out of line at all. You'd be doing exactly what First Corinthians 7, 11 okay. teaches that you should do. Okay. Because that's, that's what got opened my eyes to back last fall. And, uh, you know, I was like, hey, this is, we've got to clean this up. This is, this is not the way it's supposed to be. We, we, we've got to make it right. But, hey, uh, Bill. I was rejected. I want you to. Uh, I may try to call you later to give you these verses, or I want you to send me an email so I can send you some more material. This, if you don't mind. Oh, I can do that. Because yeah. there's about five or six more verses I'm not getting to because I don't have time. My email address is biblecrossfire at email dot com, not gmail, but email dot com. Biblecrossfire at email dot com. Send me an email so I can send you some more material. Let me let me write that down real quick. Say, say it again for me. Yeah, if anybody in the audience would like to send me an email to talk about the Bible further or to get this free material on divorce and remarriage, the email address is biblecrossfire at email.com. Or, Bill, another way is if you just go to the website for this radio program called biblecrossfire.com, there's a, uh -huh. you can go there and you can find a place to click to send me an email. Okay. okay. Got it. Biblecrossfire.com yeah, is the so website. I would love that material. I would love that material. That'd Bill, thank you for your call. I enjoy uh, enjoy you, talking sir. to you. We'll, you. Maybe we we'll talk further about this offline. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Bill. Right. Bye. We appreciate that good call from Bill. If you have a Bible question or comment, we still have about three minutes left. Eight seven seven six five five six seven five five. Now we were talking about how that people have lost respect for the Scriptures. The Presbyterian Church said that. They should reevaluate its definition of sin to reflect the changing mores of society, meaning the customs and practices of society. We feel that marriage is not what legitimates sexual gratification. So the Presbyterian Church, USA, has changed on this issue because they think that society, since it's changed and it accepts divorce and remarriage, then they ought to also. The Reverend Gene Robinson, which was the first gay bishop in the Episcopal Church, cited the examples of ordaining women priests and accepting divorce in the church as departures. The Birmingham News, August 2003. He said, and I quote, just simply saying it departs from Scripture does not necessarily make it wrong. See, 
The problem is not that they don't understand what the scriptures say of divorce and remarriage. The problem is they're not accepting the scripture as their authority for it any, anymore. So preachers and churches have not changed on this issue over the last several decades because of honest investigation of the scriptures. Instead, it's because they have lost respect for the scriptures as their source of religious authority. Conclusion. If one can see why a gay marriage must be terminated upon repentance to be right with God, then apply the same logic to adulterous marriages. It's that simple. Now, if you would like to have a free one-hour phone Bible study with me, we can talk about any Bible subject at your convenience, over the phone, free of charge, one-hour phone Bible study. I want you to call or text me, my cell, 256-682-9753. If you want a one-hour free phone Bible study at your convenience, call or text me, 256 682 Nine seven five three.